With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host Matt Carter. And today, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to do our best to get through everything. Spring football has arrived. ACC Women's Tournament is coming up. ACC Men's Basketball finishing up its season. A lot of great stuff going on. Baseball's rolling. We got Tommy Tanks, Matt. We haven't talked about Tommy Tanks, so we're going to try to get to as much of this as possible in about 30 or 40 minutes. But uh, if we don't get to everything, we will have another podcast coming out next week for sure, and we will touch on anything that we missed there. But uh, before we get started, some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I know that uh, most of our loyal audience has done that, but I'm sure there are a few stragglers out there. So, If you haven't already, I know I remind you every podcast, but please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out tremendously. And while you're at it, give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment if you feel so inclined. Um, Another reminder, go to thewolfpacker.com right now and take advantage of a special deal the On3 Network has going on. For just $1, you can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 Network, which includes all of the great work at wolfpacker.com so if you call yourself a true nc state fan if you consider yourself a a true diehard you're a member of the wolfpacker.com so if you aren't aren't already a part of the site better go take advantage of that special deal going on a dollar gets you a year's worth of subscription it'll take you through to next march all the way through next basketball season so there you go all right matt first on the docket we NC State is a football school. <laughs> NC State is a football school, and we are going to talk about football in March. It seems weird, NC State, Tobacco Road. You think March, you think we're all basketball, but no. We are rolling, rocking and rolling for spring football, Matt. I know you were excited to get out there on the practice field yesterday. Before the podcast, you are telling me, Justin, you wouldn't believe it, the first practice you're not able to attend Dave Dorn pulls out the entire playbook for us. He goes through everything. He shows all the, you know, I mean, he he poured out all the secrets in spring football, right, Matt? What, how much did you learn yesterday? Yeah, you should see this trick play that they're going to work on for the very first play at East Carolina. It's nuts. It's going to blow your mind away. Um, it's going to start with, um, it's going to start with, a bunch of um, players stretching. So, you know, they're kind of stretching in a little bit. So that's going to really catch East Carolina off guard. And then they're all going to scatter in different directions, like the position groups. Oh, and then okay. ECU, then ECU not going to know what hit them at that point. No, we didn't see anything. I did, you know, you get a chance to see the depth chart. That's the main thing. 
Um, and some interesting things there, bracing speed, getting the early night at left tackle. Um, I thought it was kind of an interesting because who, who's going to replace Icky, who's at the NFL draft combine, apparently impressing everybody with his um, physique at the, at the combine during the press conference. Um, Tim McKay with that right tackle. So that, how that offensive tackle situation is going to play out was probably the most you know, interesting thing. Defensive line was pretty shorthanded with some injuries and um, – you know, a couple of transfers. So that was probably, uh, you know, you saw Peyton Wilson look like he's ready to go. I, I think they're just taking it easy with him, but he looked pretty impressive and ready to go. He looked in great shape physically. And so, you know, you got a good position battle at safety. You know, from what I saw, Zakeen Harris was still running kind of first stream, but you know that that's going to be a, a good competition over there at strong safety opposite Tanner Engel. But there wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't a practice where you can say, oh, my goodness, so-and-so looked great or so-and-so looked awesome or this guy looks like he's going to be great, et cetera. I mean, that, that, it was mainly you got the first glimpse of what the depth chart may look like. Another interesting one is look, they look like they're going to try Thayer Thomas on the outside, that receiver, and put Porter Rooks in. It's kind of a – to replace the Mecca and Medji. So – that was the main thing you got out of it. It was, it was, they look in excellent shape. They were moving fast, as you would expect. Old, it's an older group. They know what they're supposed to do in practice. Um, and you got to first look at the depth chart. But then again, there are a lot of guys that are sitting out this spring. So there are some guys where you know they would be in the depth chart, but they're not there right now. Uh, another important question for you. Did you wear a cup? No. I don't need to. I, I I keep my eye on the football, and like I'm like. So I get. So I guess you weren't taking any. But that video. did come up during the uh, practice. There were a lot of people talking about that. Remember last practice we had where that one guy who was it? That one guy got hit in the nuts. Wow. With the definitely pass. Oh, okay. Well, glad glad to hear. Um, the conversation <laughs> is still rolling. Uh. Mm -hmm. I'm fully healed now, though seven months removed. So um, you know, it's 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 in hindsight, it's behind me now. Um, but glad to hear that there weren't any tragic accidents that happened at uh, at this practice. Um, could not say the same about the 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 media open fall practice last year. But uh, were you, uh, another question I have for you, Matt? You you were my eyes there. I have no was not there. Was only seeing the tweets. Um, did you see some of the early enrollees out there and anybody catch your eye and just physically stand out to you? Yeah, I thought um, the, the receiver, Dale Jones from Maryland. And look, he's a super senior, right? He should, he should stand out physically. He's been in a, in a Big Ten strength and conditioning program for four years. But, yeah, he looked like a guy who kind of fits right in with that, what NC State likes, that outside receiver. He's, and he actually moved really well. He looked pretty athletic. Um, so I'd be, I'd be curious. Uh, right, right, which, uh, right now, it looks like they want to kind of get Porter Rooks in that first line. But will that hold up or will Dale Jones kind of elevate? But um, I thought he looked really good. Among the freshmen, I think, torn right at linebacker. You know, kind of looked like he would 
Ballon in the linebacker group, still skinny compared to, say, a Drake Thomas, but he didn't look out of place. Um, so he's one that, that kind of stood out from that regard. But there are a lot of old guys on this team, so it's hard for freshmen to really stand out, standing next to all these super seniors and yeah. fifth-year juniors and all of that stuff. So about a dozen or so players uh, listed as missing at least part or all of spring drills um, this practice session. Any of the names on the list surprise you? I mean, you know, I don't want to go down the entire list here, but significant, you know, a good number of starters. I'd say half are starters, probably a significant amount or probably not serious injuries, but rather just things that you know, these guys are taken care of. And when you've got such an experienced team like you do, you don't want to take any risks in spring practice. The last thing this team needs is to, you know, lose an important player in the spring due to some freak accident. So um, any anybody on that list surprise you, Matt, or anything that you were able to learn from talking to Doran after the practice yesterday? Well, we learned that uh, Isaiah Moore and Peyton Wilson will be full go by summertime. Um so just from the linebacker standpoint, you know, Drake Thomas is out there, obviously, but um, it looks like his buddies should be back well before fall camp starts. Uh, the only one that, that was kind of surprising was Corey Doden, the uh, first-team All-ACC nose tackle. Um, you know, there was, there was never any mention of an injury there. He's, he's probably the one guy on the list who – didn't have an injury situation at the end of the year or during the year, like CJ Clark and Peyton Wilson and Tyler Baker Williams and Isaiah Moore, you know, all those guys were kind of injured at some point during the season. Yeah. The one that maybe stood out that we didn't know about with Doden. And it goes back to, you know, Corey Doden and CJ Clark, both, not participating in the spring, they're pretty much down to one nose tackle, which is Joshua Harris. So that was the one group that looked thinnest. Like you could tell that they were, you know, Terrell Dawkins and Ibrahim Conte transferred, CJ Clark and Corey Doden sitting out. You could see not having four scholarship defensive linemen, what that meant um, to the position group. I guess the last thing I'm curious about from this spring practice because you know it's good to see the guys out there it's good to know you know get a first look at maybe what the depth chart will be but again we're several several months away from the season a lot's going to change between now and then um what was the general vibe like like when you talk to Doran I don't know if you're able to talk to any of the players or I would imagine they kept practicing after you know the media was there but just, I'm sure they got some questions about the expectations this year, going into this year with, you know, I mean, they, they've kind of put this on themselves. They put this on themselves with their play the last two seasons, but expectations are as high for NC State football going into 2022 as really I can ever remember in my lifetime, Matt. Um, you know, maybe short of Phillip Rivers' seasons uh, at NC State. So, uh yeah, how are they responding to that, and kind of what's their approach to that? Has anything changed in, in the demeanor of the team? Uh, you can tell Dorn is in a good mood. I mean, he would, you know, 
Well, new con- new contract. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, you got about five million reasons to be in a good mood, but yeah. Uh, he came in there. It's a beautiful day. Was the first thing he was saying. Oh wow! It was a beautiful day. It would pick the perfect weather. I mean, I think practice ended. It was probably sixty-five, almost seventy degrees at that point. Um, it was a beautiful Raleigh spring afternoon or morning. Um, yeah, they feel good. I think the main thing they emphasized is. Good season, yeah. We they had a really good season, but they really didn't accomplish anything, right? They, a lot of things they didn't get. And for all the talk about they might be the best team in the ACC, they were not in the ACC championship game last year. Uh, they didn't get a chance to get that tenth win on the field. So they, they, they can say they were a ten win team, but the reality is on the field they won nine games. So. Yeah, I, I think that's the uh, as Dwayne said. We're not going to get complacent around here just because people are talking good about us. But we have to remember that we didn't win an ACC last year. We're not the defending ACC champion. Or as Greg Thomas mentioned, you know, we lost two games, referring to Miami and Wake Forest, that they felt like they should have won. Um, so. Yeah, Grant Gibson, I think, talked about it too. I think the mood is that they're going to try to hang their hat on unfinished business. They have unfinished business, and they don't want to waste the opportunity. Um, so I think you'll see that as the theme that emerges this year for the Wolfpack. So speaking of unfinished business, that's a great way to transition to the women's basketball team, who is now in Greensboro, I would assume, or if not in Greensboro now, is making its way to Greensboro. Okay, they are in Greensboro, probably pra- probably a practice session before, you know, they get two buys, right? They've, they've got to sit around and wait for a little bit before they get their first games. Uh, you know, ni- nice position to be in, but they are the one seed of the ACC tournament in Greensboro, first outright comp- a regular season conference championship since, what, 1990, Matt? It was either 89 mm-hmm. or 90. Okay. 90. 90. So, wow, 32 years, NC State finally wins the regular season outright. Um, you know, again, we talked about on a podcast recently that they were darn close and arguably should have been the champions of the regular season last year. COVID happens, weird schedule, whatever. There weren't weren't any asterisks this year. They get the one seed. There's no question about it, and they will await – the winner of the 8-9 game, which plays today, the day we're recording this podcast, Thursday, March 3rd, uh, between Boston College and Florida State. Don't anticipate any problems of NC State getting by the winner of those two games, but it could get interesting after that, setting up for a potential round three rematch between NC State and rival UNC in the semifinal. UNC has the four seed. They'll have to play the winner of Virginia Tech and I don't know who won. I, I don't know who Virginia Tech's playing to be honest with you, but Virginia Tech's probably going to win that game because they're a darn good team and Virginia Tech UNC will be a great game. Um, so NC State's going to have a tough test in the semifinal no matter who they face, but um how do you think the bracket shapes up for, for NC State? And, you know, just from talking to Wes Moore and some of the players, I mean, you know, they've now won two of these things in a row. 
So obviously they're going into this tournament with a ton of confidence and knowing that they can go and, and, and win the whole thing. However, when you win two in a row, then you've, you were already the hunted and now you're, you're extra hunted, right? So, I, I mean, I'd have to imagine that even if they don't win the AC, if they get to the championship game and they still don't, if they don't win it, if they don't beat Louisville, that I'd still think that they'd be a one seed. So I don't really think seeding matters in this necessarily, but it's about pride. What's their mentality going into this? And, and first question for you, Matt, how do you think the bracket shapes up for them? Yeah, I kind of – Boston College did take NC State to overtime when they played each other in BC. Now, that was at BC. And I don't – you know, that game was kind of emblematic of the season at times where NC State was the team that other ACC teams like Boston College that was a bit of an upstart – who, uh, who who was fighting to be in the NCAA tournament, circled. That was, the best, that was their chance to get the best win of the season at home. They circled it. They had a crowd there. And they came out and played great. And she State was able to get the overtime and, and kind of dominated the extra overtime, the uh, extra five minutes, and pulled out pulled out the win. But, you know, that was, that was at BC, you know, I think that uh, you know they 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 did one I believe at Florida State I, I don't have it out there on my screen right now um, for some reason I want to say that Florida State game was not as tight um, yeah they played Florida State in Raleigh and, and crushed them pretty good by twenty points so um, yeah and then UNC potentially being there but they, they may have to play Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, neither one of those teams are an easy semifinal matchup. I mean, yes, NC State crushed UNC at home, but that was a gift wrap from Courtney Bainhart talking silly talk about Reynolds Coliseum before the game, and you don't poke the bear, right? I mean, you're going up against a team that's better than you. Um, you pay your homage, and you hope to show up and surprise them on game day. You don't poke the bear. And she did and paid the price for it. And, and her team got steamrolled. But the second game, second time around, it was a pretty competitive game on Super Bowl Sunday, I believe. Or maybe it was around then. Maybe yeah. not Super Bowl Sunday. I think it was the NFC and AFC Championship Sunday. That's so, it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and, so, and, of course, Virginia Tech is probably the one team in the ACC that – matches up the had matched up the best against NC State over the last what three years now. Yeah. Um, and so that's interesting. And so I mean they just played each other and it was a two point win for NC State. So that that should be a, a tough semifinal game for NC State. Because it's it's hard to beat your arch rival three times in one year and the alternative very well would probably be the one team that has matched up the best with you and given you the hardest time over the past three years. That's because they got the ACC player of the year who I, I was on the blue ribbon panel. I voted for Alyssa Cunane, full disclosure, to be player of the year. It was down to Alyssa Cunane and, and uh, Kipley for Virginia Tech, the, uh, the two green Summerfield uh, Summerfield, North Carolina native, just outside of Greensboro. 
wrote a story yeah. on that before the tournament last year. So, hey, look it up, cue it up. Boom. Yeah. Kitley had the better number, but I think, you know, that's because Kunane was on a better team. And head-to-head, Kunane, I thought, got the better of Kitley, certainly with two wins. But, you know, they don't want a team in the ACC that can match up with Kunane. Mm-hmm. So, that's why it's a tough matchup for NC State. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they've locked into a one seed barring a first round surprise. Uh, I think they're pretty locked into a one seed and locked in probably to go into Bridgeport, Connecticut at the moment. I mean, they, maybe there's some, they could be shipped west if Louisville wins the ACC tournament. But that may not be a bad thing because it might mean you avoid having to play Connecticut in Connecticut. Yep, with Paige Becker's back. Yeah, in the regional. So the last NCAA bracket release sent Connecticut to the Greensboro region with South Carolina. But we'll see if that push comes to shove, shove that they actually don't put Connecticut in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Because I don't know if you know this, Justin, the NCAA likes money. Mm-hmm. And they like to keep the money. And the opportunity to sell out Bridgeport, Connecticut in the women's NCAA basketball tournament, I'm going to guess might be particularly appealing to them come Selection Sunday or Monday or whatever it is. So you're telling me that the NCAA cares about the women's basketball tournament now? They can make money on it, yes. Oh, okay, okay. I just, <laughs> you know, it, it took months for them to just get to the point where they'd make a logo that looked, you know, similar enough to the men's tournament. I mean, it was like pulling teeth to get March Madness at center court for the women's tournament. But, you know, once you bring up ticket sales, I think they can start making some moves pretty quickly. Would, would be shocked to see uh, UConn not in the Bridgeport Regional. But that being said, I've got a hot take for you on this, Matt. You ready for a hot take? Go for it. I would love to see NC State go out and just dominate these next three games and claim a three-peat. It would be awesome for the program. It would it, Another feather in the cap, three years in a row, ACC tournament champions. You're the tournament champions. You're the regular season champions. No dispute, best team in the ACC. That would be great. But my take is, NC State fans, it won't. It, to me, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they they got upset at some point in this tournament. Because what that would do, in my opinion, is it would piss this team off to the point where they go to the NCAA tournament and they go on a tear. I felt like. Maybe last year there was like, uh, you know, they had the injury problems, but when you when you have so much success in the regular season and then you win and then you get your first number one seed in, in program history, you know, I don't care how much of a competitor you are. It's hard to not feel that sense of accomplishment and get a little bit complacent. If this team's angry, when this team's angry, you, you want to know what this team looks like when they're angry? It was when they played UNC in Reynolds Coliseum. That's the team that shows up when they're angry. And, you know, if they lose a tough one against Louisville in the championship game or maybe Virginia Tech knocks them off in the semifinal, I'm not hoping that happens. Don't get me confused here. All I'm saying is if we're thinking about the long game, it wouldn't be the worst thing. in the. I, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. And I would be – I would I – would, Put NC State and pin 
in the Final Four. I don't care who they have in their in their regional bracket if somehow they don't win this ACC tournament. But that being said, I do expect them to win the tournament. I do think they're the best team in the ACC. There's no question about it. If they want to win it, I think they will go win it. But how about that for a hot take? Losing, maybe not that bad in this scenario. Your thoughts, Matt? It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Yeah. Hey, I want to be clear. I'm rooting for NC State. I will be up. I, what uh, championship game noon on Sunday Eastern time? I will be up at 9 a.m. with my cup of coffee, watching the action unfold in Greensboro, hoping that NC State hammers Louisville. That being said, I'm just saying, this team has bigger things on its mind than another ACC title. So you want to go win an NCAA championship? That's what I'm rooting for, and uh, I hope that they can get to the Final Four this year. Anything else on women's basketball before we we uh, we close this podcast out with some Tommy Tanks talk? No, let's get to Tommy. Let's get to Tom. I mean, honestly, we probably should have led with Tommy because Tommy. I mean, he's making national headlines. He to be talked about on a national stage as a college baseball as a freshman college baseball player in February. You got to do something really special. Matt, I don't know. Um, have you have you have you been able to get out to Doak Field um, for any for any games yet, or just watching them on on ACC Network? Yeah, I've been watching them all on the uh, online, uh, except for the one that was on ACC Network. I didn't get the chance to see the Campbell game that they lost first loss of the season. By the way, Campbell's a good baseball team. Don't be fooled. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think Tommy homered in that game, but I've watched pretty much all their games. I was watching it at the UNC uh, NC State basketball game. I had it up on my computer watching it. That's the beauty of baseball is you can watch it without missing much action. You know what I mean? Like you can do stuff. And, yeah. And, and uh, you know, good for Tommy. I hope he gets some NIL stuff out of this. Well, I saw uh, he's got a shirt coming out on on Twitter, you know. So there's there's some and I I mean, looks like a pretty cool shirt. I'm not gonna buy it. But it looks like cool baseball wants to keep shooting themselves in the foot and, and committing professional sports suicide. He's got the door wide open to be um be the uh, face of the sport here. So look, he's not, obviously not gonna hit home run after home run after home run every game. At some point, pitchers are gonna figure it out a little bit and, and figure out where, where not to throw and where to throw. Um, and the pitching will get harder when he gets into ACC play. And they hadn't played the toughest team. Campbell was the toughest, first kind of tough team they played. Um, it's still phenomenal. What's most impressive to me is that most of those home runs are going to right or center field. He's only pulled a couple of them. So to have that kind of opposite field power is pretty impressive. And he's making he's playing pretty well at first base too. You know he's he's yeah. a well-rounded player. So Tommy Tanks, man, he it, has is is the plan for the statue already in place yet? Um, is that has that been added to the uh, baseball stadium renovations <laughs> list yet? The Tommy Tanks statue. Not yet, but it is a three-phase plan, and if they wait until after Tommy's last year to conclude it, maybe that'll get added added to the uh, to the plans. Maybe they put like a statue in right field beyond the fence. You know, I'm, I'm putting you. I'm, 
I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but I don't know if off the top of your head you would know what the single season home run record in NC State would be. Or if you don't know it, would you know the ballpark? Yeah, it was, um, I want to say it was, um, it was actually a trivia question. And uh, a newsletter we put out recently. Good trivia question. Good trivia yeah. question. Because I, I think it was Pat Clarity um, had it. And I'm trying to find it. Because, um, re- I mean, the, my next question for you is going to be over under Tommy Tank's home runs this year. <laughs> because he certainly, yeah, I, mean, I mean, with the start that he's had, he certainly has a, a nice head start on, you know, taking a crack at the record. I'm sure that he will break the freshman record, whatever that is. Um, yeah, no, it was um, Total John and Tracy Woodson. Had 25. 25. Okay, so over under Tommy Tank's home runs this year, 24 and a half. Over. I mean, how can you not say over? I just like. Actually, no, I'll say under. I'll say because I predicted on the premium chat, which you can join every Wednesday at noon. Somebody asked me, and I said 24. So I can't go back on that. Ah, wow. You would pick. You would pick the one that just short of. Breaking the record, so then you know, then he'd have something to shoot for his sophomore year. Then, then it's like, then it's personal. So, anyways, Tommy Tanks gotta love the dude. I mean, he just looks like an absolute baseball. He looks like an absolute unit. I mean, love the shades, love the mullet, love the beard. What is he? Eighteen years old. He's got a beard like like you. He's got a better beard than you. So, look, man, Tommy yeah. Tanks. He's the real deal. Hopefully, uh, you know, if the if uh, Major League Baseball comes back anytime soon. The Cubs continue to tank until Tommy Tanks uh, enters the draft, and then maybe finally he could turn around your Cubs. But yeah, maybe baseball will be playing by then. I, I, I would, I would say something about it, but honestly, I don't even want to give it attention because it's just so stupid, and it's just. <laughs> No, I can only watch about ten minutes of MLB Network before I'm just like screaming at the TV. I gotta gotta turn it to something else. So, anyways, that's gonna do it for this podcast. Sorry, we didn't get to men's basketball. I know you guys are really disappointed in that, but we will get back to it next week because it's ACC tournament time for the men, and we're gonna have to do some sort of season recap podcast. So we will address all of your men's basketball questions and all that good stuff next week on our podcast, but that's going to do it for this one. Football talk, baseball talk, women's basketball talk. Good luck to the Wolfpack women in Greensboro. I hope I did not create any jinx scenarios with my hot take there, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there for the Wolfpack fans at home. Anyways, quick reminders before we tune out here. Uh, You can follow us on social media. You can give us a follow at our main account at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. Um, is our main account at Justin H. Will is my account. If you want to go give me a follow, give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on the Wolfpacker.com. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on our YouTube channel where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. Last reminder. Head over to thewolfpacker.com right now. Take advantage of the special deal that the On3 Network has going on. For just a dollar, 
you can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 network, which includes all the great work at thewolfpacker.com. So head over there right now. If you call yourself an NC State fan, you better be a part of thewolfpacker.com. That's going to do it for this podcast. For Matt Carter, I'm Justin Williams, and this is March. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.